man, man. Fuck all this shit, man. Fuck all this shit. I'm gonna talk about anime, man. I don't talk about anime. Fuck all this shit. What's going on? It's another episode of As It Is. I'm your host, Adam, and this is As It Is. Uh, I do a lot of content where I talk about movies, music. I used to have a movie podcast. Uh, I talk a lot about rap, and there will be a rap episode coming up very soon. I'm going to have a special guest on there. Maybe you guys can guess who it is. But I've never taken the time to really sit back and reflect on one of the biggest influences creatively for me, which is Japanese anime. So I decided to go ahead and do a whole episode where I do just that. I reflect. Um, I'm going to be doing a little bit of a rating system here. I'm going to be talking late 90s, early 2000s anime. I'm going to talk about how I got into it, uh, all that great stuff. So if you're an anime fan, you're going to love this. If you fucking hate anime, you might still like the story. Whatever it is, this is still going to be entertaining. There's nothing that I do that's not at least somewhat entertaining. So for all of you that might be like, eh, I don't know, I might tune this one out or I might listen to the next episode, stop it. This is going to be good. Okay. I want to say probably, nah, third grade. I was going to say second grade, but third grade. Uh, I discovered Adult Swim, and at that time, Adult Swim was coming on after midnight, uh, after the Saturday night and Friday night Cartoon Network blocks. If you guys remember Cartoon Network, they had the Fridays with Cartoon Network where it was like, it's been a long week, why don't you sit back and we'll show you something. So... After that block, which was probably, I want to say, four different TV shows that they would have new episodes of every Friday, Adult Swim would air. And on Fridays and Saturdays, Adult Swim exclusively showed their anime uh, content. And this was where I saw Inuyasha for the first time, Rama One and a Half, uh, Cowboy Bebop, of course, Ghost in the Shell, Gundam Wing, the unedited version. Um, and these shows were like nothing I'd ever seen before. Like most Americans, I wasn't really that exposed to anime. It's not what it is today. I mean, now your girlfriend probably watches anime, but back in them days, it was definitely what everyone would call a subculture. Uh, very few people talked about it in public. You didn't see guys walking around with a fucking Kuwabara shirt on or a goddamn, Goku shirt on. You just didn't see that. It was a nerd thing. It was somewhat shameful, even, to be into something that was so obscure. And boy, did I have a lot of shame. Uh, I remember not even mentioning anime to anybody but my very, very close friends in elementary school who I knew were also fans of anime. And that was kind of what bound us together our collective secret that we would sneak downstairs into our different basements at around 11.45 every Friday night and, uh, you know, take our root beer and cheese pizza from Pizza Hut or Papa John's and walk down there and watch a couple episodes of some obscure TV show that was beamed in from fucking Japan uh, that we couldn't describe, let alone 
I mean, even put into context at that time. Remember, this wasn't the streaming days. We couldn't watch an episode or a television show from episode one up to episode 65 with no breaks. You just had to see whatever episode was airing that day. And like many kids, I found myself fascinated with this little world. It was an art style that I found to be extremely appealing. The music, that 1990s Japanese city pop, just delightful to the ears, kind of smooth jazz mixed with synth pop kind of style. You had uh, really adult themes, very existential ideas. Uh, You had space operas, detective stories, uh, sort of you know, demon monster battles. Uh, Then you had the more traditional type of, you know, uh, I guess martial arts adjacent type of anime. So everything was there, especially as a kid who was just starting to get their imaginations up and running. Anime seemed like this sort of boundless netherworld through which you could really view all that could be possible in an imaginative space. Um... That was kind of how I began, and I want to say it didn't hook me like many people until I came across a very specific show that I'm a huge fan of to this day. This is probably the only anime that I would say I am a 100% diehard fan of, and that show is Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix for free. You can go and watch it. It's a newer dub. A dub is just basically when it's uh, American voice actors over, uh, you know, what would have typically been a Japanese language show. Um, It's a different dub than the original one. The Netflix dub is definitely different. And the ending theme song is different, which to me takes a lot out of the show. See, because if it was 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning on a Friday night, and I was sitting in my cottage-style home in Columbia, Maryland, right before I fell asleep, I'd be watching an episode of Evangelion, and as the ending credits came on, Fly Me to the Moon would play, the jazz version of Fly Me to the Moon, and it would sort of drift me off into this perfect, content sleep that I've never gotten since then. But I want to say that the Netflix version is still a good place to start with Evangelion to just kind of understand the art of it and to understand just how um, unique of a television show it is. You know, at its face, it looks like the typical giant robot, teenagers fighting giant robots kind of TV show, but there's so many layers to a show like Evangelion, and there are just so many things that will grab you when you really do start paying attention to the show. Whether it's the religious iconography, whether it's the many twists and turns that happen in the show, whether it's just the characters and their interplay, there's so much to love about that very short uh, anime. I mean, for as far as animes go, like for example, a show like uh, Dragon Ball Z is, I don't even know how many seasons and I don't even know how many episodes, hundreds. Whereas Evangelion is only 26 episodes, so it is something that you can watch in a weekend possibly even a day. They're only 20 minutes each. And it gives you a nice insight into the high watermark of 1990s anime. 
And it's still lauded to this day if you're someone that gives a shit about critics and what they think. I mean, Evangelion is the critical anime of its time. There's very few shows that have left as much of a cultural imprint on Japan and the multinational sort of anime universe than Evangelion. I mean, Evangelion has spawned countless, countless merchandise runs. I think there's a fucking Evangelion-themed restaurant in Tokyo, which isn't a surprise. I mean, it's fucking Tokyo. But it's a cultural staple, kind of like, for us, how Mickey Mouse is a cultural staple in America. There, Japan has many Mickey Mouses, and one of them is the I, the uh, imagery of Evangelion. Uh, it's It was that big, so if that kind of stuff matters to you, that's a great show to start with. So if I'm ranking Evangelion as my number one anime, let's descend down the list and kind of talk about some of the other ones and what makes them so good and what makes them not so good. So if Evangelion is my number one, then my number two would definitely have to be Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, that was actually a anime that I saw on a, uh, Cartoon Network. It wasn't on Adult Swim. Uh, it was geared more towards kids, but the last couple of seasons are definitely a lot more adult. It's about Yusuke Urameshi. He's a, uh, I guess, middle schooler. It's pretty crazy because just how adult these characters act. He's a middle schooler slash high schooler who dies in a car accident in the first episode and is resurrected to become what's called a spirit detective. So he has to go around fighting demons and keeping humanity safe uh, as this sort of risen from the dead uh, character with special, you know, spiritual abilities. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho is extremely iconic, just like Evangelion. It's one of those shows that if you ever went on Tumblr, if you ever just happen to browse through hype beast literature, icon, uh, imagery, or things that you would see on a, at a typical supreme drop where people are standing around, somebody in that line is wearing a shirt that has a picture of someone from Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, it is just one of those shows that really took the culture by storm. And a lot of people have similar um, stories like I do, where they were kids, they got hooked when they were a kid, and it became popular as that generation of kids became young adults. The sort of things that, you know, uh, were nostalgic to us start to pop up again. So... Yu Yu Hakusho is definitely a number two. It's got an incredible soundtrack, amazing art style. Uh, like I said, the show kind of has this very interesting turn from being somewhat childish in the beginning. It still has some adult themes, but it become, it's somewhat childish in the beginning. And then begins to sort of mature as the show goes on. The themes get darker. The story uh, becomes a little bit higher stakes. You know, the level of intrigue, the level of, uh, I guess the only word I can use is just the level of uh, storytelling. It really is a masterwork in telling a story and it's something that would go over the heads of you know a 12 year old audience and you can clearly tell that it is by at least its third season geared more towards the 17 and up crowd uh it only has four seasons and that's why i would put it at number two if this were a show that went on for at least six seasons it'd probably be my number one 
But, you know, four seasons, as long as that sounds, it's not enough for a show like Yu Yu Hakusho. It really isn't. And the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho's other title, which some of you might be more familiar with because it's on Netflix, is Hunter x Hunter. And Hunter x Hunter has like a million seasons. So when you see what that creator could do and you see how Yu Yu Hakusho sort of capped, and don't get me wrong, it's an incredible capstone, you just kind of want a little bit more. So that's why I give Yu Yu Hakusho my number two. Okay, number two. Uh, sorry, number three. Wow. God, I'm so bad at broadcasting. Number three for me, is actually a group of animes that are all under the same title. They exist in the same universe, but on different timelines. And that, of course, would be Gundam. I'm a huge fan of the mecha subgenre, which mecha basically is in reference to giant robots. Um, I love that subgenre. I love the technology behind it. I love the hard science fiction that it tries to stay sort of uh, true to. And uh, there is no better hard science fiction than Gundam. Gundam is one of the most meticulous, uh, incredibly detailed animes that take almost a maddening amount of time to world build and to show you the sort of ins and outs of this uh, sort of fictionalized timeline of human space travel and uh technology <gasps> excuse me technology innovations i had some ethiopian food i'm a little gassy um gundam for me was one of the first animes that i actually aside from evangelion that I actually finished like meaning that i watched g gundam on television every new episode that premiered on thursdays at 4 30 on toonami uh I finished that show as it was premiering on television. Very few shows I've done that with where I start from episode one all the way to episode 24 and I'm not streaming it. It's not on Netflix. I don't have the DVD. I just had to stay and watch and wait and listen through commercials and all that shit. It really is for me a experience in television was G Gundam. But G Gundam isn't the best Gundam and it's very far from the most true to the timeline Gundam. So that's why I didn't want to just focus on G Gundam and focus on some of the other ones like Gundam Wing, which is sort of the more iconic, I would say the most iconic Gundam. And uh, of course you have Gundam 0079, you've got Gundam Seed, you've got Gundam Iron, Iron-Blooded Orphans, which is on Netflix. There are dozens of Gundam television shows that are unique, each in their own right. Turn A Gundam. Uh, I mean, you've got so many. Gundam, uh, what's it called? 38th MS Team. Uh, I could go on and on. I could literally do a podcast where all I'm doing is naming the different Gundam t TV series. And it could just be a, an episode in itself. But Gundam... Uh, is an immersive world. It was the first time I ever saw a television show that really gave me an understanding of what that word immersive means, where there's nothing about that world that is borrowed from this world, meaning that aside from the fact that they're speaking English, walking on two legs, and wearing clothes, everything else that show is completely made for that universe and created within 
that system and that lexicon. So it really gives you this otherworldly feel, this sort of parallel universe kind of feel. And uh, it is a space opera, so it can be a little bit melodramatic. It can be a little bit, you know, overdone at times, but that's what you love about Gundam. You know, Gundam is taking itself seriously. It is trying to impress you with its, you know, highfalutin kind of concepts and its very, uh, I don't even know how to, what to say. Just it's, it, it takes so much time out of itself to convince you that it's this serious piece of literature that you're watching, you know, in a teleplay. And there's something very endearing about that that I would really recommend to anybody that does want to watch something that isn't necessarily a turn-your-brain-off show, but it's a show that will sort of keep you from thinking about anything else except for what's going on in that show. It very much takes your concentration, and it's rewarding to kind of get through a couple of the different series, not just episodes, but entire series, and try to link them together through their sort of sporadic and sometimes very loose connections, uh, I would say that Gundam is by far the the most challenging of all of these that I've uh, just mentioned because Gundam is definitely not for everyone, and it requires a lot from their from the viewer to understand, and it's hard sci-fi. So they're going to be talking about fucking the velocity of things and numbers and math and they, you know, when they're building a Gundam, they talk about the specs and they're using, you know, military code and it is that kind of a show. So if you're a hyper nerd, Gundam is for you. If you're not a hyper nerd, but you want to get into something, let's say you live in a place like Michigan and it's about to get cold outside in a couple months or a couple weeks and you might want something to watch, you know, while you're having to stay in because it's going to get too cold and you want something that's really going to take up your time to dive into, something to really take a bite out of. Gundam's that show. Uh, it's a deep dish pizza of an anime. So, what's my number five? I've just now talked about animes that are mainly taking place, or mainly produced, rather, in the late 90s, early 2000s. So my number five is not going to be one of those shows. My number five is actually a very recent show and it shouldn't be a number five but it doesn't have the nostalgia that these other four shows have for me and that's sort of why was I at number three or number four was I at number three or number four hold on all right I was at number four fuck uh so number four it's still the same anime, and I have a five too. This isn't—I'm not making this shit up. I've clearly written all of this stuff down. I've clearly done a bunch of prep before this episode. I didn't just jump out of bed because I was bored and start recording. I would never do that to you guys. I'm actually a very well-established uh, podcast producer. Everything I do takes time and effort. So this is all just a part of this stage play. I knew that I was supposed to be doing number four, and I knew that I wasn't at five. I'm just trying to fuck with your heads. But anyways, number four is Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan is 
probably the best anime that's come out since Evangelion. I mean, it's just that simple. Um, it's on Netflix, and it's on a ton of other streaming services. You can always check it out yourself. I don't want to get too far into the plot. I just want to talk about how the show makes you feel and why I like it. When you want to talk about perfect writing, when you want to talk about perfect writing, like writing with no holes in it, writing that is Teflon, that could catch a fucking bullet in the air, look no further than this show. Very seldom have I ever found, ever found, something or could find. I mean, I've, I'm a movie, I'm a movie addict, okay? I've seen more movies than most of you guys have had hot meals. And that's just the truth. And I still can't tell you one, maybe there's four movies I can think of that are in the same category in terms of their strict, hardcore, no frills, Teflon writing with zero plot holes and an unshakable foundation. I can maybe think of four that are in the same category as Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan from its very beginning episode all the way up until the very end is perfectly structured. There is not a single moment that isn't important. Everything comes back. Everything has a meaning. Everything is important to understand. Every character has a purpose. And that's something that a lot of animes don't do. A lot of animes will give you a couple of fun characters or a fluff episode where they're just kind of sitting around eating fucking rice and drinking sake and, you know, getting horny. Um, you know, that's just a part of anime and that's what a lot of anime fans just have come to accept. Attack on Titan is an exercise in what would it look like if an anime had the kind of serious attention to writing and detail that you would typically find in a extremely well done novel or an extremely well done screenplay. In fact, I would say it transcends 99% of screenplays out there. And you're talking to a screenwriter. Um, this show is just that good. Uh, the reason why it's my number four, like I said, is just because I don't have the nostalgia connected to it. It's better than most of the shows that I just talked about. And frankly, if Evangelion wasn't so good, it might be better than that. But Evangelion is just better because it's Evangelion. But Attack on Titan comes very close, and it should be number two. But Yu Yu Hakusho and Gundam beat it out just because they have a longer history with me. I've known those shows. I've seen those shows. I understand those shows. And Attack on Titan is kind of new to my anime family. So maybe if I did this episode in 10 years, I might have Attack on Titan up higher. But, you know, when I'm new to an anime and when it isn't the first thing I think of when I say anime, I have to be honest about that. The first thing I think of when I say anime is that golden age, the 90s to early 2000s. That's what I think of when I say that word or when I see that word written. It doesn't matter how good your show is if it's not uniquely memorable then it gets a certain place and that's why attack on titan isn't the number one or number two show but if i were a new anime fan or if i were fucking 16 years old and i came across that show that would be my favorite anime and there's no there's nothing better 
Nothing better. Not one anime that is a better written story than Attack on Titan. Bar none. So that's number four. And number five. Number five. Number five. The number five. Full Metal Alchemist is number five. Full Metal Alchemist, for me, brings up a lot of memories of elementary school, early middle school, moving to Maryland from Michigan. It's extremely nostalgic for me, but that's not why I like it. Why I like Full Metal Alchemist is lore is important in every anime and lore is kind of what keeps you watching it you want to learn more about what's going on you want to delve deeper into the world shows like gundam give you so much lore that you're almost swimming in it but full metal alchemist does such a great job of giving you just enough every episode every arc every season to keep you watching and keep you interested it doesn't really try to get too in-depth like Gundam does. It doesn't try to exhaust you with detail. It just brings concepts into the forefront, explains their usage in the story, and then moves on. And each time it happens, it makes the story stronger. It gives you a, such a physical connection, such such a tangible connection to the world that the story's existing in. And, I mean, this is the first time I'll talk about it, but when it comes to animation styles, you would think by looking at a still of Full Metal Alchemist that it's kind of boring. You know, the characters' faces look a little bit plain. The architecture in the show looks very, you know, Eurocentric and a little bit boring. But when you see it in motion... And when you see just how colorful and vibrant and alive the show can be, it really surprises you. Um, Fullmetal Alchemist is a surprisingly well-animated, well-choreographed, and just action-packed show that's got a ton of really cool twists and got just so much uh, intrigue in the show. It takes you to so many different places. And there's two different versions of the show. There's Fullmetal Alchemist and then Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm not exactly sure what's different about those. I would say if you're a fan of the show, watch Brotherhood because Brotherhood is on Netflix and it's got the entire show. I think the original Fullmetal Alchemist, uh, you would have to probably buy it to get every single episode. Whereas if you just want to watch the entire show from beginning to end, Brotherhood's pretty easy to find. Uh... It's got a heart-wrenching story. You really feel for the characters. It's a human anime. Very human. Uh, the, the characters are very much real people with thoughts and feelings. And uh, the American voice acting is top-notch. One of the best. So you can really get in deep with the show and it doesn't kind of make you feel a little bit alienated. You can always watch these shows in Japanese, but... I mean, people have always told me that you're supposed to watch anime in Japanese. Like I've explained before, I started watching these shows on Adult Swim when they were being, you know, broadcasted on American television. So, to me, every anime should be dubbed. But, you know, that's not how other people got into anime. Some people were actually weird enough to start watching anime in Japanese. And that's fucking weird, but that's what they did. And that's okay. But for me... I like the dubs. It makes it easier to follow and easier to watch. And 
it's just you want to watch something without having to read fucking subtitles not that subtitles are hard to do i mean i watch foreign films all the time but when you're watching a television show right you want to just watch it you don't want to watch it and read it for 50 plus episodes that that can get a little over the top but back to full metal alchemist yeah it's a vibrant truly uh intriguing extremely unique story and uh, it's got a lot to offer pretty much any kind of watcher. You could be a casual watcher of anime. You could be a full-on otaku. You could be, you know, somebody that just wants to test out anime and, you know, just check out maybe one show. And out of the five that I've just recommended, maybe Attack on Titan might be a little bit too heavy on the first episode. Um, even though Fullmetal Alchemist's first episode is quite heavy as well. But Attack on Titan can be, you know pretty jarring Gundam a little too boring uh Evangelion kind of misrepresents itself in the first episode uh I would say Yu Yu Hakusho and Fullmetal Alchemist probably the best first episodes of any anime that I've ever seen and Fullmetal Alchemist is really a show for everyone so that's my number five and uh I would really hope that if you're new to anime, if you've never seen anime, and you listen to this podcast, that you're going to take at least one of these fucking shows and try to watch them. I've told you where you can find them. Get into it. It's going to get cold out there soon. You need something new to do. Stop looking at your phone. Stop reading Instagram. Stop going on TikTok. Watch anime. Watch anime.